So the teacher asks little Johnny, what's the most important punctuation mark? He quickly says, the period. Well, the teacher smiles and asks him why. Well, little Johnny says he's not really sure, but when his sister missed hers, mom fainted, dad had a heart attack, and the next door neighbor packed up quickly and left town. So I'm guessing punctuation is very important, and that's why we're going to talk about it today. Punctuation on an episode that will get right, comma, to the point. Punctuation. On the podcast, that well, it's always a question mark in any listener's mind. The one we call Street Curb Curiosity. Oh, seriously? A, a question mark on your face about a podcast episode about punctuation? Stick around for a couple of minutes and I think you'll figure it out. So anyway, I'm walking by the farmer's market this past weekend and I saw a sign that said, Duck, comma, Eggs. And then I stopped and I thought, well, man, what a weird place for a comma. Then it hit me. Think about it. Well, what really hit me was a blatant sign. Uh, I can't even believe I'm saying this to you. A blatant sign that I am a boomer. And it all has to do with punctuation, hence the podcast. Freaking punctuation. So I'm reading an article. And yes, it had lots of pictures, so play along here. I'm reading this article where the writer says, you know something is written by a boomer because these old jackasses overuse. They overuse something that you should never use. Never, ever, never. It's called an ellipsis. You know, have you used it as well, too? Well, if you don't know what an ellipsis is, let me educate you. It's those three dots. You write a few words, dot, 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 a few more words, dot, dot, dot. You know, a grammarian or a linguist, yes, we have experts on this shit, would call these three dots an ellipsis, a horizontal ellipsis. Now, that's not to be confused with the Mongolian four dots. You think I'm making this shit up? You look it up. But an ellipsis, it's now known as a boomer thing. And it's just, well, it pisses me off. Well, I guess because I use them all the time. And (sighs) yeah, 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 fine. I'll admit it. I am a boomer. But it makes me wonder, why the hell is this a boomer thing anyway? Well, maybe, just maybe, it's because it was first used as an abbreviation when sending a postcard. Remember those postcards? Hell, you could buy six of them for a dollar and you only needed a three cent stamp. Okay, fine. It was back in the 60s. Today, hell, they're like $3.50 a pop and they're all kind of shitty looking and it takes like a 50 cent stamp. But I digress. Those damn postcards had limited space. Dot, dot, dot. Sort of like the early Twitter. So you use dots to make your point. And today, a big fun social media trend... You ready? You ready to know what all the crazy kids are doing? Well, of course it's on TikTok, and it's their influencers making fun of messages with three dots and making fun of boomers. And also making fun of millennials. You think boomers are the only crazy bastards out there? Dots! Millennials! Dots and millennials? What's wrong with you people? A side note, I also see that Gen Z is beginning to use the ellipsis again. It's back, baby, dot, 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 like Bill Bottoms for the 14th time. Everything is so trendy these days. Well, this trademark was started by the English back in the 1500s, the dot, dot, dot thing, to show blank space, which is also a really good Taylor Swift song, or to show less of something, you know, useless words that you would cut out. And if you're a novice, dot, 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 You don't use two dots. You don't use four dots. You use three dots. Try it with spell check on your phone or on your laptop computer. It's going to straighten you right out. Dot, dot, dot. 
dot, dot, dot. Well, that's also a great music group from uh, about 20 years ago. Their hit song was called Stay. Matter of fact, I'll put a link in the show notes for Spotify so you can listen to dot, dot, dot. Audio with uh, audio. (sighs) So am I over it? I think this is where the question mark goes. Mm, Maybe. Maybe not, because, because, you know, I started thinking, well, what else do we use or don't use? No, I'm not talking about that lemon zester, that damn thing in your kitchen you haven't used in 12 years. I'm talking about punctuation. Punctuation like the enterobang. Enterobang? Yeah, there is an enterobang. That's not some small animal from Madagascar either. It's punctuation. It's kind of a cross between, well, I guess you'd call it an exclamation point and a question mark. It was a 60s brainchild of Martin Spector. It was meant to show off a rhetorical question. Some people called it a ret for rhetorical. It even made its way to the typewriter for a little while. Hey, kids, remember typewriters? Kids today. Anyway, what is a rhetorical question? Well, let me tell you. You see, comedians will ask them to set up an audience for a joke. How stupid is that? How stupid is what you think about it? Anyway, Martin tried to sell this idea, got a couple of typewriter companies to try it out, but nobody was buying his bullshit. Seems he worked in advertising and was, shall we say, consistent. Oh, you want another example? Okay, so I was at a bar and told the guy sitting next to me that I really liked rhetorical questions. Well, he just looks up from his beer and says, who cares? And I said, wow, that one is a classic. But somebody else, okay, that somebody is Henry Denham. Henry Denham, back in the 16th century, tried something else. He tried a backward question mark for rhetorical questions. But that also never really caught on, especially since Arabic writing started using a backward question mark, well, as as a question mark, because if you didn't know, Arabic is written right to left, not left to right, like, you know, you zany Americans, it's right to left. So it kind of fit in nicely and never really caught on for those rhetorical questions. Well, then there was the snark, a snark. Oh, I love the snark. It's a, uh, how do I describe this? It's kind of a small squiggle. You may even know it as a tilde, but those damned accountants, accountants, it's a cruel world. Figure that one out. But accountants would not give it up to them and now to the rest of us in the financial world. The tilde or the snark means approximate, which is a perfect word for any accurate accountant, don't you think? But you're going to find it on your keyboard. Yes, you will. Look at the key right below the escape key in the upper left. Yeah, they see a little squiggly thing. That's it. And they also tried adding a period below it to set it off. You know, dot, 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 big fail. Well, then there's the ironotechnin. Ironotechnin. I-R-O-N-I-E-T-E-K-E-N. I think. I, I don't know how to say it. I, I know I can spell it, but I don't know how the hell to say it. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a zigzag exclamation point. Now, this was bestowed upon the world about 20 years ago from Europe, the Dutch specifically. And again, somebody was trying to solve the case of how do we display sarcasm? Why are you people always sarcastic? I don't get it. Anyway, it was really catching on, but it did hit a snag. People started using it so much, they loved it so much that they were now putting two of them next to each other. You know, so you got two like zigzag uh, exclamation points. 
kind of look like the Nazi SS insignia. In Europe, Nazi SS insignia? Yeah, maybe now we know why it did not catch on. Well, now you're looking at me and saying, okay, boomer. You told me you were a boomer a couple of minutes ago. Nobody gives a shit about the stuff we don't use anymore. What about the stuff we do use? Well, let me tell you there, my little history buff. It seems this punctuation craziness all started about 900 B.C. with King Mesha of Moab. Uh, no, not the Moab in Utah. Moab, as in uh, like the Canaanites, seems they were using some lines and some periods and some text as they were writing stuff down and how they described how Moab had kicked some Judean ass back in the day. Ah, yeah, sure. Let me write down how I, I beat the shit out of somebody back in the day. Such braggers. Oh, oh, and then these guys, you know them well. We love them so much. The Greeks, they came along and started using punctuation as well. You see, it seemed that, well, it kind of helped outline their plays. You know, those Greek plays, it helped the actors for, for proper thespian syncopation. And then the book came along. The book, the book, the Bible. And you know, in the start, when they first wrote the Bible, it wasn't really meant to be read because people couldn't read, but it was meant to be read aloud to people in the beginning. No, oh, in the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, period. You know, so that was a problem because you had all this stuff written down and you had to read it to the masses. Well, if so, you needed to know when to pause and when to stop for dramatic effect. If not, you sounded kind of stupid. Hence, pontiff punctuation. Oh, okay. Poetry readers, poetry writers. Got a question for you. Do you ever notice most poetry does not have punctuation? Hmm. How do poets say hello? Hey, haven't we metaphor? Eh, it doesn't get better. Trust me. The most used punctuation is the period. Ah, uh, the period, and then drama. What is the drama? Well, uh, number two could be a comma, or it could be a question mark. Hmm, question mark. The most overused punctuation, well, the experts do agree, it's that damned exclamation point. OMG, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Yeah, yes, 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 I overuse them as well, too. And yes, I use that damn ellipsis. Oh, God. Boomers. Dot, dot, dot. We are a problem. Literally. Written literally, anyway. And, 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 don't you even get me started about the semicolon. A semicolon. Well, the experts say you only use a semicolon between closely related independent clauses which are not joined by a conjunction. WTF? Question mark? Uh, well, let me say that again. The experts say you only use a semicolon between closely related independent clauses which are not joined by a conjunction. Well, that's clear, isn't it? Oh, well, here's an example. I ordered wings for lunch. Semicolon. Life's too short to count calories. See, it's easy. But I got to tell you, people dislike the semicolon. I mean, hell, they don't even like the colon for that matter. The colon, the colon is for shit. Oh, God, I waited so long to say that in this podcast. The experts will say, you, you just use a comma. It's powerful. Now, wait, a comma is powerful? Of course you want another example, and I think I have a good one for you. <clears throat> Here we go. Let's eat, comma, grandma. Let's eat, grandma, as compared to let's eat grandma. Oh, a bit of a difference in the meaning around the dinner table if you don't use a comma. You want more proof? <clears throat> okay, fine. Here's another one. What's the difference between a cat and a comma? A cat and a comma. 
Well, one is a pause at the end of a clause, and the other has clause at the end of its pause. Comma. OMG exclamation point. We can go on and on about punctuation all day. My God, we could be talking about the dash, the apostrophe, parentheses, brackets, even the ampersand. The ampersand, which was the last letter in the alphabet, oh, so many years ago. It was actually a mixture of two letters originally. Again, those zany Greeks gave that to us. The ampersand even has its own holiday, and that holiday day is September 8th. Go ahead and look it up. Which reminds me, Thor, Frankenstein, and Gandalf are waiting to get into a bar. They're on the sidewalk. Well, an ampersand walks right past them, nods to the bouncer, and gets right through the door. Well, Thor smirks and says to the rest, <laughs> he must be some special character. Huh? Special? Never mind. But my favorite, my favorite joke is one that uses proper punctuation. Period. Period. The end of any sentence. And the end of this podcast episode, the one that we call Street Curb Curiosity. <laughs> 